Hello and welcome to another episode of a Brothers Creed podcast where we talk about motivation, experiences, and exploring what the world has to offer. We're the Thomas Brothers and I'm Ethan. And I'm Jared. And today we're going to talk about something that is very important. It is the attribute of self-awareness. I think this is something that is so important uh, to learn and to cultivate in your life uh, so that uh, we can better manage ourselves, really, is and just better manage and be intentional about the way that we're acting. Uh, so it's going to be a great episode. All right, let's do it. You can't climb the ladder of success with your hands in the pocket. We will not go quietly into the night. They tell me you're a man with true grit. I am the one who knocks. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! That's how winning is done. Okay, well, let's dive in and let's talk about what is self-awareness. So the definition that I have is, I define it as the ability to see ourselves clearly and to understand who we are and how others see us and how we fit into the world. Uh, and so that's, uh, that was kind of my definition. What, what, how do you define self-awareness? I struggled with this one a little bit because um, I wasn't, you know, there's, there's lots of different, you know, I don't know, facets of, of self-awareness. But the one that I kind of came up with that, that helped me understand it was uh, the definition of is understanding our purpose and the motivation behind our actions. That was kind of, uh, you know, self-awareness. You know, well, why am I doing this? Why did I do that? And why am I going to do this yeah. in, the, in, in the future? Um, and then I kind of wrote some other things down that... Um, you know, being able to uh, define why we do things and how we, or not only why we do things, but what we can do to be better, um, was a couple of the the, the definitions that that I came up with. Yeah, and in, in researching this, I found that there there's so many advantages to being self aware. One of these a couple of examples here is that the people who are um, self aware about what they're doing, what the actions they're taking, they're more fulfilled. They're more confident. They have better relationships. They communicate better. Uh, they're less likely to cheat or steal or, or be dishonest. Uh, and they're more effective leaders. So I think that I could take like a healthy dose of each one of those yeah, attributes. Seriously. And I think that, you know, this is a very worthy goal to work towards uh, as a individual trying to progress themselves. Um, I was listening to a a, a, a TED talk of a gal who wrote a book about this, and I'll talk about this or some of her findings later on. Uh, but she talks about how 95% of people think that they're self-aware, but only about 10 to 15% of people are actually self-aware. So uh, that was interesting. I'll talk about that when we talk about uh, how to be more self-aware. Yeah. Um, so I'll start with the, this is just a short story. Um, and I don't really think I've ever, I don't know. I don't think I've ever really talked about this before, but years ago, I'd say it's probably four or five years ago, um, we were in a, a group setting with with the family, and um, we were all just kind of sitting around like we do. We we're talking, and and it might have been during a family reunion or something. All the adults were sitting around talking, and um, one of my uh, brother in laws was telling a story, uh, and. You know, he, he was just talking about a specific topic, and I made kind of a, a quick, off-the-cuff, what I thought was going to be a funny comment, 
but whenever I delivered it, it like it was just I thought it was gonna be funny, but it was not. Right? It came across as like me trying to belittle him and uh, it just made me look like a jerk. And as soon as I said it, I was just like, dang it. I immediately regressed the same. Yeah, I should not have said that. And um, I don't even remember what I said. Yeah. I have no idea what it was. Um, but but you remember the feeling. But I, I remember that feeling. It's just like that pit in your stomach. And, and I mean, the conversation stopped and everybody kind of looked at me. And then the conversation just kept going in a different direction. No one else probably remembers it, but I do. Yeah. Because it was just like this feeling of, you know, why did I say that? What was it? What did I gain personally from that? Yeah. And it was kind of that that related to um, self-awareness for me. Because in that situation, I, I don't know, maybe my desire to be funny or uh, make a witty comment or maybe to lift myself up above someone else and make myself look cool. Maybe that, uh, I was not very self-aware I didn't think before I said something and I regretted it. And I, I, I think, I think it was like weeks later. I, I, I maybe mentioned to him like, Hey man, I said something really stupid a couple weeks ago. And he was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, a lot of times what Luckily seems people like, have short memories, you know? Yeah. Well, a lot of times, and, and there's a whole nother, this could be a whole nother podcast, but a lot of times, uh, what we think is like a, you know, on a scale from one to 10, one being no deal at all. And 10 being like the worst grievance you could possibly do. Yeah. What might be a 10 for me and what I felt as a 10 for you could have been like a two. Yeah. And it's all in the perception of, of an individual. Yeah. Um, so that was just something that, that a personal story of mine that I didn't really feel self-aware. And so a lot of times now, um, I am, I try to be a lot more self-aware of what I'm saying and what, like what my audience is, yeah. because being aware of who your audience is, it, it can go a long way in, um, you know, just kind of setting yourself and, and others up for success. Yeah. And thinking about that, I, I think one thing that I've intentionally tried to do, and, and like you said, being aware is you say something and you're just like, oh, why did I say that? In the past, and I think every, every probably every guy, I think this might affect the guys more than it does girls, um, or maybe not. I'm not sure because I'm not a woman, but sometimes guys will joke around and they'll put each other down. They'll be like, oh, man. And that, oh, I, we do that all the time. I've, I've done that with you lots. And I think that in some cases, it's yeah, okay. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah, that was a 10 for me. <laughs> uh, a, br- and, a brother's love. Yeah. In some cases, uh, I, I don't know, depending on your relationship, I feel like that's okay. But as I get older, I feel like that's less and less appropriate in that I don't want to, I would rather be joking with someone and instead of putting them down, I would rather put them up instead of, you know, saying like, oh man, like, like instead of joking about someone being ugly, I would rather joke about them being incredibly handsome. It's the same. It comes across the same, uh, but one is like complimentary joking and the other one is negative comp and negative joking. Yeah. And, and whether you're joking or not, I think that joking is a way for people to get across. It's just a way for people to kind of almost express some of their feelings, but in a manner that's not serious, but still you're, you're expressing something. So if you say, Oh man, you're the, you're the handsomest guy you've ever seen. Uh, uh, that's better than like, 
you're ugly, you know, but that can backfire. And I will tell you one story about that, how that, I, that can backfire. So I, I've been trying to do this, you know, and uh, so I was working, um, <laughs> this was back when I was working, I've said it, I've worked at, I worked at Goldman. So I worked at Goldman Sachs for a while. Uh, and when I first got there, this other guy started the same day that I did. Uh, and um, <laughs> it, it was funny because like literally we, we, we went to New York together uh, to meet with our team in New York, and they were like, "Welcome to the Thunderdome. Two people enter, one will leave." So that was like how our relationship started off, constantly <laughs> pitted against with each that, other, like precedence, you know. And there was like basically three of us on the on the team. We had come in, and there was this other guy. We were all doing the same job, the same exact job, and so it was kind of like, uh, so we were all pitted against each other, and we we had. All, all, all of us, me and this other guy particularly, we're very different people, and we had very different beliefs and and, and whatever. Um, and one time, when we were first got there, uh, after you know starting our jobs or whatever, he had gotten a uh, an, a Jeep, uh, a used Jeep, and uh, he, we went out to lunch with a bunch of people, and I rode with him. I was like, "Man, this Jeep is super nice," and I was like, "This is really nice." And he was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Man, I feel like I could." does this thing shine my shoes too? And like, uh, I was like, I feel like this thing could shine my shoes. And, and he just was like, he didn't say, he was just quiet. He thought I was being sarcastic and making fun of his car. And like, and in retrospect, I was like, why was he being like that? I was just trying to give him a compliment. I was just like joking because I really did think his car was nice. I mean, like it was a nice Jeep and I thought it was super nice. And I was being, I was exaggerating a little bit, but I did think it was nice. But like, I thought that, I think, but he was dead quiet. He was just like, you know, this jerk, you know. Yeah, I thought you were making fun of him or being yeah. super sarcastic. I thought, he, he maybe he thought that I was making fun of him uh, and being like, oh, this is such a nice Jeep, you know, when really I was trying to, I was honestly trying to compliment him. So, uh, you know, sometimes your delivery has to, and sometimes, you know, when you're a sarcastic person, like I can be sometimes, people are just like, do you really mean that? Or are you just saying that? So being a sarcastic person can really have its difficulties. (laughs) (laughs) When in doubt, don't use sarcasm. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Or but I was saying something nice. That is is true. But is it, is it nice in a wrong way? (laughs) So maybe just, if you don't have, if you don't have something that cannot be perceived as negative, don't say it. (laughs) Well, I think that goes back to, you know, knowing your audience. Yeah, because if you had said something like that to me, then I'd have been like, "Oh yeah, you know, shine your shoes here, hang your feet out the window," and then we're like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, yeah, right. driven past a sign yeah, or me, something like that. Let yeah. me hit the uh, the, the windshield yeah, wipers. The windshield wipers. Fluid here, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, just know your know your audience. But that's a good story. Yeah. Well, he probably already didn't like. I know he, we weren't best of friends, uh, but uh, he probably didn't like me anyway. He was like, oh, "Why do I have to take this guy?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I was all of a sudden making fun of his car. Anyway, <laughs> so I, I think. Um, Self-awareness is, you know, we've kind of been joking around about it, but self-awareness is, I think, being honest with yourself. Yeah. And uh, I think true self-awareness hurts, right? Because you, yeah. you, you, you kind of say, you know, whenever I, I said that um, dumb thing, I'm like, oh, man. Like, I really had to look in the mirror and say, um, you know, why did I, why did I say that? Yeah. And I had to dig down and say, well, well I said that. Because I wanted to, not not consciously, but I wanted to belittle that person mm-hmm. and make myself look better. Yeah, um, which that's just selfish and, and not, selfish well, and prideful. It's not I who feel. you want to be. 
and when you retro you do that retrospective look at yourself you can say that's not who I want to be I want to be more intentional about doing that I think that's the main tenet of self-awareness is being intentional about stuff yeah I was gonna say one story I wanted to share was uh, I, I think that you can become self-aware by other people's actions and I think that this is so evident one time I was when I was um, I worked at a place and I think it was a I think there was two ladies in there and they would always clip their fingernails uh, at work and it drove to me, like the, where we were at, we were like really in cubicles and whatever. And I was just like, put my headphones in. And I was just doing my work. But other people, it drove them absolutely crazy. To they hear, were, to hear, click, 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 click on click. the other side of the wall. Yeah, that there was someone um, clipping their fingernails, and there was like fingernail clippings all over the place. And I was like, wow, you know, I can't believe how much that annoys somebody. I will never do that. <laughs> I don't ever want to be that guy that clips his fingernails, uh, you know. Or your toenails in the middle of the office. Yeah, oh my gosh. And so I think that that's a way that you can become self-aware. That's like the best way to the best way to learn is learn from other people's mistakes. And the hardest way is learn from your own mistakes. Well, that's what, uh, what is it? A smart man learns from his own mistakes, but a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. There you go. That's what yeah. I was getting at. Yeah. So... Uh, you can become self-aware by observing those around you, those people around you, and then saying, okay, well, I, I don't want to do that or I, or I do want to do this. Uh, one, one another example is that uh, one time I was talking to this guy and um, you know, it was literally me just talking to this guy for probably three or four hours, probably three hours, and I was just talking to him. He didn't ever ask me a single question. And, and like... I was like, man, that's kind of a weird, like I'm talking to someone and they've never even asked me a question and I'm just asking him questions. And then I was like, and it wasn't because you, you hog the conversation. It was because if you weren't talking, there was silence. There was dead silence, like dead, dead silences for minutes at a time. And then I would say, I would think of something else to ask him. Oh, Hey, tell me about this. And then it was a good, and then when we were talking, it was, we were, we were talking, but it was not you didn't ask me a single question and so i'm like wow am i like that I'm like i need to make sure that i'm not just talking about myself you know and i'm fine like listening to other people because you know i already know about myself i don't need to talk about myself like, i'm fine listening to other people because that's where you actually learn something but it was just kind of you know made me more self-aware i'm like well am i like that am i asking people uh, am i being intentional about asking them about their lives and how, how they're doing so yeah I, I like that perspective on self-awareness of learning from from others. Um, and at the same point, um, I want to kind of talk about uh, learning from ourselves. Yeah. And uh, adversity really helps us define who we are and what we truly want. Um, so I think... Um, that's that's kind of like being honest with yourself, and, and a lot of times in 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 moments of struggle, whatever your struggle is, we your the true you comes out, um, and that really kind of helps define you know self self awareness. So there's kind of a, a principle um, that's called the refi- the refiner's fire, mm-hmm. right? And it's uh, it could be it can go towards a couple different ways, but you know, with, with precious metals, you mine gold or silver out of the earth, then you have to heat it up and you have to remove, uh, you know, a certain portion of the, 
um, the waste material and then you have to let it cool down. You have to heat it up again and then you have to take out the precious material and then you have to, you know, let it cool down and then you have to, uh, put it in chemicals and then have it, you know, a certain kind of acid that dissolves this other unwanted materials you don't want. So it goes through this process of refining. It's the same thing. Like uh, when you're creating Damascus steel, Yeah, you have steel and you, you, uh, put it together and you put it in the, the, the oven and you get it or you put it in the fire and you get it red, red, red hot, and then you pound it out. And then you wait for it to cool, and then you cut it up into pieces, and you weld it back together, and then you put it back in the fire. Uh, that's kind of a newer way to do it, or mm. you fold it yeah, over the, on itself. The Chinese. Yeah, like or like the Japanese, Japanese ka- with the, katana the katanas, with yeah. the uh, samurai swords. You know, they, they fold the steel. So they heat it up, and then they bend it, and then they pound it into itself. And they heat it up red hot again and then bend it, fold it, and pound it into itself. And just constantly doing that and that heating and cooling and heating and cooling is that refiner's fire that makes metal and steel. Um, in this case, I was talking Damascus steel, but it's very strong mm-hmm. um, as long as it's 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 um, tempered properly and everything else. Um, but that refiner's fire can really help define who we are and give us a sense of... Um, of that self self awareness, um, you know, there was a story, you know, I don't know, two extremes, you know, maybe someone who gets um, uh, laid off from a job, um, you know, that's then they have to reconsider everything. They have to reconsider, well, well, what do I do, and and where can I go from here, and and that's kind of a defining moment that that you have to take a step back, look in the mirror and decide what am I going to do and, and what kind of person am I? Yeah. Um, you know, or to the other extreme, I read a story about a, a family that lost like three children to uh, leukemia, all under the age of 12. Wow. And I mean, I can't even imagine but imagine that, like the the refining fire that that would be, and the in the trial that that would be, the 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 self awareness that one would learn in that type of of situation. Um, so when you like in that situation, when you say the self awareness that they would get, what do you mean by that? So I just mean that they um, you kind of learn you learn about yourself um, how you like you, you learn about your, how you react. You learn about yeah how you would act through. A specific trial or uh, through a specific situation, I think that would uh, that that specific event or, or grouping of events would define you as a person, and but also also refine you because the way I that you put, yeah. the way that you react doesn't necessarily mean that that's what type of person you are because sometimes those trials are meant to improve you, pound you down so that you can improve. You know, because maybe you need to be refined. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to, you know, like at the very beginning when I said, you know, you kind of say a one-off comment and you you just, you, you're like, dang, why did I say that? And, you know, maybe in the situation of, you know, something happens or a trial comes and you react in a certain way, then you say, why did I do that? You yeah. know, why, why did I, why did I react that certain way to that adversity in my life? Um, yeah. and then, and then you, you kind of pivot from there and you say, well, 
I'm going to learn from that and be more self-aware next time something else happens because every, you know, it will happen, whatever it is yep. in your life. Um, and then, then whenever that happens uh, or a similar situation comes up, you say, oh, wait, you know, I, I'm aware of how I acted in the past. This is how I'm going to act in the future. Yeah, or in with, hell in, I'm with intention. Now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So one of the things that I want to talk about. <clears throat> Well, did you have any more personal stories, or should we no, jump into no, no, let's jump into how to, how to be more self aware? Yeah, so I want to talk about that that little bit I shared earlier. So, uh, I listened to this TED talk from a gal named Tasha Urich, and she wrote a book about this. It's called Insight. Uh, if you just search that, and it's about self awareness and um, how how some people actually uh, think that they're self aware, but what they're really doing is just introspection, and how well, some of the data she ran across is that people who are seriously intro uh specters or they they introspect on themselves that actually the data showed that that actually made them more depressed more stressed and more anxious and sadder and uh that uh the important thing is that is that when those people were introspecting like that they were saying oh why am i like this why is this why is that one of the things she shared was that like widows uh i think this was you know, after the war, the widows, when they first uh, would come to a realization of, of why they why they had that pain of that loss, initially they were okay, but down the road uh, they were actually they were several years later they were not okay because that that, that asking that question why and that just focusing on that uh, caused such it caused more pain, and so she kind of asks she she studied all these people and she found that there's a certain group of people who actually are self-aware, but they just change the way that they introspect a little bit. And so instead of saying, why, like, why me? So like, let's just, for one of the examples she gives is someone, you know, doesn't get along with his boss. Instead of saying, you know, me and this guy are like oil and water. We just won't get along. You know, why me? Instead of saying that, uh, say, what can I do to compliment this guy or to better, uh, meet his expectations. So why I feel like why is not an why is not an action word. It's just like tell me why, you know, or why am I feeling this way? Then you're just thinking about how awful thing or you are why did this happen to me? Or or like like you're saying like why did I say that stupid word? Oh I'm such an idiot. I'm such mm-hmm. prideful. I'm so terrible. And, and that was like and that be that comment became a ten like like painfulness in your scale. Then you mentioned to him and he's like, what are you even talking about? But instead of that, the question you should be asking is what do I want people to think about me when we're talking in a conversation? What do I, what, what could I have said yeah. in that situation what, what do to I want build to, him up maybe? Yeah. Or what, what do I want to project uh, confidence in other people? Do I want to project kindness? And that's kind of what I was talking about earlier is saying kind things instead of uh, mean things, even when joking. Uh, and so, that is something that that uh, she talks about in her book, and that's what makes all the difference. And those people who truly changed and were self-aware were those who used the action word of uh, "what" instead of "why." And so, um, you know, instead, like one other thing she mentioned, I'll say is like if someone gets a bad performance review, instead of saying, "Well, why did I do bad?" It's better to ask, "But well, what can I do better?" They're both asking the same question but that's just a little bit different it's, well, why did I do bad well you did this bad this bad this bad but what can I do better well you can do these aspects better it's really the same thing 
but one is proactive and you're being intentional about what you're going to change and the other one is, is Re- reactive reactive and i think it's a i think it's a mindset mm-hmm. situation too yeah you know just that positive thinking is huge yeah totally so um some of the things that i put together on how we can be um, more self-aware. I think we talked about this already, but one was understanding our audience, right? Yeah. So, in for example, in different cultures, they have different traditions. Like, uh, you know, in certain Polynesian cultures, it's considered good manners to let out a big burp after a meal. Or, um, hmm. you know, maybe in, in, in other cultures, it's, it's considered proper to uh, eat food with your hands. Um, but if someone came to, to our dinner table and they were you know, eating food with their hands, you know, they're not trying Animals. to, yeah, they're not trying to offend me, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. but it's just how, how am I, per, I might perceive it as like, oh wow, you know, that's, you know, that's whatever. So, so you have to be aware, self-aware of your situation. Yep. You know, if, if I go somewhere and, um, you know, I have to kind of maybe adapt myself to that culture a little bit to, you know, not, not be cultural appropriation, but, um, <laughs> You know, to know, know your audience. So, well, that was like the Chinese. I mean, they do business very differently. What was it, Stan? We were talking to Stan. He said that the Germans do business very differently, and that they're very logical. It's kind of no nonsense. Just get the work done. Whereas you said Americans are more of like emotional. It's like, hey, we want to go out to the ball game together. We want to go out to to the golf club, the golf yeah. course. We want to get to know you as a person and emotionally connect before we do business. And so that's a very different from you know someone who sits down and says. Here are the reasons why you should buy. You should buy. <laughs> yeah, and then the person says, "Okay, no. that makes sense. Yes or no?" Yeah. <laughs> um. So another thing too with with uh, self awareness is you don't you have to understand that you don't always know best. Be humble enough to identify and admit when something when when you're not right, or if you don't uh, if you don't understand, or whatever else it might be. Um. But you're not always right. Uh, learn. Um, another one is, um, we talked a little bit about trials. Uh, that was that was one, but this one's interesting. This is my last one is ha- have an accountability partner. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah, have an accountability partner, and this is something that that you and I do in the podcast. Is let's say um, someone that you love and that you trust and that you're close to. Um, maybe I might not know the audience. You know, if I'm if I'm sitting around, um, I don't know. If I go to event an event with my wife and I don't really know the audience, but it's her group of friends, and I'm sitting here making I don't know fart jokes or something like that. Like she might like kick me under the table and be like, "That's not appropriate for this situation." You know, yeah, yeah. that's not hasn't happened, right? But yeah, that's an extreme version of uh, you know knowing. Uh, understanding a relationship or a topic, having somebody that can maybe um, kind of say, oh, well, that's not particularly kosher for, for this conversation. And that's something that, that yeah. we do in the podcast. Jared and I have a specific symbol that's kind of like, hey, maybe we've gone, you've gone down a, a road that, that maybe I don't feel is the best w- w- direction for the podcast and that you don't feel, or that you don't feel. And we trust another, we yeah, trust yeah. each other enough yeah. to, just say, okay, maybe Ethan or maybe Jared saw something that I didn't realize. And so I'm just going to trust and say, okay, well, we're going to turn this and go the, go the other way. So yeah, I think that that's really big. Too. Yeah. I think that when I've thought about that a lot, in fact, <clears throat> you know, 
as adults. Actually, I'll say yeah. one thing, and it's not done in malice at yeah, all. No, no, no. It's not like, oh, you're dumb for saying that. It's it's done like purely in love and, you know, for that person. Yeah, yeah. Not that I know better than you, yeah. but sometimes I, I can't, I, I don't have eyes in the back of my head. I can't yeah. see. And, and you can maybe see what I can't see. Yeah. So you go just ahead. Have to, someone in the has your six, basically. Yeah, totally. I've, I've thought about this a lot in that. As kids, you know, you have people correcting you all the time. You have teachers correcting you. You have maybe leaders at church correcting you, saying, oh, that was, you know, you shouldn't do this. Or you have your parents, obviously, mainly your parents, your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles. I mean, other adults. I mean, there's people correcting you all over the place. But as adults, if you say something that's just absolutely asinine or something that's so just off the wall, Nobody's going to correct you. People are just going to give you really awkward looks, and unless especially if they don't know you, unless you're socially like aware enough or an adept with that like social, what would you call it? Like uh, awareness. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, kind of just like that awareness. You know, you know, what I'm talking about like some like reading social cues is what I mean. Yeah, like if you can't read social cues well, you will never be able. You will never because that's how people tell you stuff in polite company, basically. If you can't read social cues, you will never be told that was a dumb comment or you should not have said that or should not have done that. And so some people are harder to read than others, but uh, sometimes you say something and you're just like, oh man, I, this is the wrong crowd. I shouldn't have said that. But, you know, sometimes I, I ask my wife, like, if I say something stupid or or you're embarrassed that I did something, please tell me because sometimes I don't know everything and I want to be a better person. I want to be more self-aware. Oh, sorry, I had a sneeze. Bless you. So, um, you know, tell me that. And that's that accountability partner that uh, is like, tell me if I'm going off track. So that's kind of like what you said about our podcast. If, some, if we feel like either one of us is going off the off the rails on a crazy train, we'll just be like, yo, bring it back in. And uh, yeah, so that's good. It completely. And I, and I agree with, um, I, I like that comparison of sometimes as adults, you know, or, well, we instruct our children and we tell them that was good, that was bad or this, but just because you know, I'm 30 something years old. It doesn't mean that I know everything or that I have everything down or that I act correctly in every single situation. And so having someone that, that cares for you and loves for you. And, uh, you know, that actually happened at work one time. Um, I have a, a good friend at work and, uh, we started at the same time and we were in a meeting or something and I didn't say anything, but, uh, I can't remember what it was. I might've, I don't know. I'm. I don't know. I might have looked at my phone or something during a meeting, and um, uh, th- this my friend came to me and said, "You know, did you notice that so and so saw you look at your phone?" And I was like, "Dang, you know, well, I had a good reason for looking at my phone. I can't remember what it was, mm-hmm. but I had a good reason for it." Um, Someone messaged me on Instagram. <laughs> no, it was like my, you know, my wife is pregnant yeah, yeah. and something, something, something. But uh, regardless of what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, my, my friend felt comfortable enough to say to me, like, you know, uh, it's probably not a good idea to check your phone. Like, yeah, get, yeah. Get, a, get an Apple Watch so you can read your message on your watch and set <laughs> up on your phone, you know. But, but yeah, it was just great. like, and that, that was a small correction, and it was just kind of, you know, wrong place, wrong time type of thing. And and I had, it was, there was zero adverse effects from it. Um, But that person felt comfortable enough to come up to me and say, hey, did you notice that? And yeah. and I think that's um, and that's huge. and also part of this, and we we've already talked about this, but uh, humil having the humility to accept that uh, is important as well. One time, uh, I was working at a company, and 
we had a, I was like an account manager and we had a very, very demanding client. Uh, and it was the biggest client that the company had and they were, they were super demanding. And, uh, we had hourly deadlines throughout the day that we had to meet. And, uh, I was felt like I was busting myself like hard as I could to, to do good by this client. And, uh, then the, the sales guy that also has a relationship with them, he comes over and he, he was, is talking to me and, and the team of analysts that I was kind of, kind of managing uh, and he's like you guys we got to step it up with this client and I was kind of like what we got to step it up I'm like dude we're already stepped man we're already stepped up <laughs> we're stepped up to 10 I, and like I, I was very defensive uh and I realized that that did not serve me well at all that was very early in my career I think that was that was like the first uh year that I was out of or the first within the first two years that I was out of college and that was when I realized that being defensive or or not taking criticism uh, gracefully does not serve you at all. And uh, and because I, I was kind of like, oh man, I was kind of like, man, I, we do, I do a tons of, I I I kill myself for this company, and and uh, you know that was a big lesson for me, and and to be to from then to be on to be humble, and to accept criticism because. Sometimes I don't know. Obviously, whatever I was stepped up wasn't good enough, and I was maybe wasting energy in the wrong way. So uh, just understanding what needed to change and uh, how I could pivot, asking questions. Uh, humility goes hand-in-hand hand with having that accountability accountability partner or just anybody telling you about something. Sometimes people who are not your accountability partner or will say something that's not kind, and they just be like, hey, you did terrible at this. Uh, you need to think about this. And you're like, okay, well, before, I'm, before I get offended, is that true? You know, yeah, you're like, well, first off, ouch. <laughs> uh, secondly, okay, yeah, you know, I'll, 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 I'll think about it. I'll consider it. You know. All right. So, uh, typically, what we do on these these podcasts, when we talk about certain topics. We come up with a, a quote, uh, yeah. a, a personalized quote, a, a Jared and Ethan quote that we um, we put together. So, so my quote for self awareness is, I said to uh, be cognizant of how your actions affect those around you. Learn to speak with people in a considerate way and be willing to take criticism from those that care about you. Yeah. Which kind of, I mean, we just talked about that. Yeah. But. it's good. Yeah. I like that. So that was mine. Be willing to take criticism. That's great. Uh, mine is that... If you, sh- I always use. I feel like I always use analogies in mine, but I, th- I feel like the the imagery is good because you can see the imagery and you're like, yeah, I, I can understand that. It's kind of like a parable. Yep. I'm just trying to teach the way that the Savior taught. It's a quote. It's a quotable. <laughs> so if you shoot at a target over and over again without checking where you're hitting, you will never be able to make the appropriate adjustments to hit the spot in t- the to hit the intended intended spot. Through self awareness, we can be more intentional about our actions to become the person we want to become. Yeah. So if you don't know, you don't know where you're hitting, then you can't reassess. And and yeah, if you're not ever thinking about your actions or whatever, or what you're doing, or what you're saying and what the repercussions of that, then you're never going to be able to adjust that and be more intentional, uh, be more an intentional person uh, about who you are and what you're saying and what you're doing. So, and and that's what, I think that that's part of what Brothers Creed is all about is how can you build your creed if you're not intentional about building that or, or, or implementing that? Or if you feel like, oh, my creed's already set. I'm good. 
I already have a strong creed. I don't need anything else. It's just <laughs> like, I mean, y- 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 you will continue learning until the day you die. And then, and then the real learning will start. Or you need to be reminded of your creed regularly. Yeah. Even if you have the best creed, you need to be remind, reminded of it regularly and work on those principles because nobody's perfect and we're all trying to strive for that. Uh, try, strive to be better. So. Yeah. I like it. Well, this has been great. Thank you guys for, for joining us today uh, and, and talking about self-awareness. Hopefully you can think about this and think about uh, how, how you can implement these, some of these skills in your own life. Uh, please follow us on uh, social media, Instagram at a.brothers.creed. Also uh, Facebook, we have a Facebook page, and, Brothers Creed. Yep, and also on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcast. I think we're on Pandora as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are. And then um, go on to uh, basically any device that you listen to your podcasts on. And if you're listening, just just push the subscribe button. Yeah, and uh, please share uh, if if you guys are enjoying these episodes. Uh, please share. We'd like to get we'd like to hear that feedback. So it's been great. Uh, this has been a great journey so far. We we plan to continue it, and we'd love to hear more feedback from those uh, people around us. Tell, tell us what you want to hear about too. So that'd be great. Yeah, we love it. Uh, let's continue to. Uh, be self-aware and build that creed together. Let's do it. <laughs>